Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. Your life does not belong to you. It's not yours. It's been given to you by God for a purpose. And that purpose is not to do what we want with our life, but to do what God asks us to do with our life. And how often do we live as if our life and the things in our life belong to us? And we can determine uh, how things are allocated and what we do and our time is ours and our possessions are ours and our, our gifts and our talents are ours. But they're not. Our life has been entrusted to us for a purpose, for something beyond ourselves, to do the will of God, to do the will of the one who created us. And when that life achieves the purpose for which it has been created, then God calls us to himself. And as St. Paul teaches us in our second reading, both in life and in death, we are called to belong to the Lord. And when we live our lives in this way, it radically changes our outlook. It radically changes our purpose. It gives us such great freedom. And it takes away fear. Because our life and every aspect of it, including when it will come to an end. And my brothers and sisters, every one of us is going to die. We need to never forget that reality that our life on earth is temporary. And it's meant to serve a greater purpose. And when we live this life here on earth with that greater purpose in mind, then we can truly live it to the full. We can use our life and the time that has been given us to give glory to God, to serve Him and not ourselves, to work for a good and a purpose beyond just ourselves. And this is what God has called each of us to do, to follow Christ both in life and in death. I think we all know that to one extent or another, uh, our country has kind of been gripped by a fear of death. And we want to approach this in a balanced way because obviously we respect and reverence life. And we are called to take reasonable precautions to take care of our health because we're called to be good stewards of what God has given us. But that can be taken too far, and it can be influenced by an unhealthy attachment to life, an unhealthy fear of losing our life. Because we all know that there are, in fact, things worth losing our life for. People do it all the time. A soldier sacrifices his life for a country. Police officers, firefighters, so many people uh, are willing to put their life on the line for the sake of others. Families being willing to sacrifice their life for one another. 
but we're also called to be willing to sacrifice our life for the Lord because there's no greater good than serving God. And so while our life here on earth is a gift, something precious, something we are called to cherish and be good stewards of and take care of, it's not the greatest good. Because our life here on earth, no matter what we do, will always be temporary. It will come to an end no matter what. And with the time that has been entrusted to us, we are called to serve the Lord, to live for Him. And He will call us home when it's our time. And this truth that our life is not our own applies and uh, is part of what Jesus talks about in the Gospel, where He gives us this very strong teaching about forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of those things that Jesus doesn't mince any words about. He doesn't leave any doubt what he expects of us. He says unabashedly and unequivocally, you must forgive everyone, everything, without exception. Because our life does not belong to us, and we don't have the right Uh, to hold on to something that's happened to us against another person because when we do so, we put ourselves in the place of God. It's God's right to judge that person, not ours. Our life belongs to Him, and whatever He has allowed to happen to us in our life is again meant to be used for His greater glory. Even our sufferings can become redemptive and can serve the greater good. But when we refuse to forgive, we refuse to allow those experiences of suffering to become redemptive. We hold on to them as if they belonged to us. But they don't. They belong to the Lord. So we're called to let go of them and to forgive anyone who has a debt against us. And in this gospel, another of the reasons that Jesus brings out for us is for us to remember what God has forgiven us, the mercy that the Lord has shown us. And unfortunately, our English translation doesn't do it justice. We hear that the first servant owed his master a huge amount, and then the second servant owed his fellow servant a much smaller amount. The servant owed his fellow servant, if you read, if you pick up a different translation of the Bible, it gives the actual amount. 100 denarii, which was 100 days' wages. So his servant owed his his fellow servant 100 days' wages. So depending upon what you might make, that would kind of dictate the amount. But that's something that could be paid back with time. The first servant owed his master 10,000 talents. And a talent was 6,000 days' wages. So if you do the calculations, that's 60 million days' wages. No human being could ever pay that back in a hundred lifetimes. And what Jesus is trying to bring out is that we owed God a debt that we could never have paid back. And yet he forgave it freely because his son Jesus took our place and paid that price and offered his precious blood of infinite value 
to forgive our debts. And so God has shown us such great mercy, we too must show our fellow servant, our fellow brother and sister mercy. We must forgive as Christ has forgiven. And doing so, we will live our life for the Lord and we will glorify Him. We will serve Him and not ourselves. And we will fulfill the purpose for which He has created us. This is just a brief addendum to the homily. A few other things I wanted to add. One of the reasons that our death is not something to be overly afraid of is because through Christ and through his death, our death is the gateway to eternal life. In a sense, that's what we're looking forward to. That's what we're living for. And so when we die in the Lord and for the Lord, when we're living according to his plan and his will, our death then becomes uh, something that we, in a sense, look forward to. Not that we bring it about ourselves, obviously, but um, it's something that then leads to uh, our true, perfect happiness and fulfillment in God, in heaven. Um, and if we're living our life such that we're ready for that, then again, that takes away the fear of death. And then secondly, uh, with in terms of forgiveness, obviously forgiveness is very difficult at times. And so it's something we need to pray about a lot if we struggle with it and ask the Lord to help give us the grace to, to forgive people. And one practical uh, thing that you might find helpful is to be very specific about what you need to forgive people for. Don't make it, don't generalize it, don't try to brush it under the rug, but really name um, what's been done. And then a, a very simple prayer that can be prayed because forgiveness is a choice, it's an act of the will, it's not an emotion. So you can choose to forgive somebody by saying a simple prayer. In the name of Jesus, I forgive so-and-so for such and such. So name the person and name what you're forgiving them for. And you may need to do that for many things. But just say that that prayer, and you may need to say it for days and weeks and months, and it's okay if it takes a while. But persevere um, in choosing to forgive with the help of the Lord. God bless.